You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 423. I am Tim Robertson, and he's David Cohen. Hi, David. Hello. How are you? Uh, well, see, here's the thing, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think my mic's a little too hot. I'm going to crank that down a little bit. Um, I'm not doing great, to be honest. Um, a couple weeks ago, it'll be three weeks tomorrow, uh, I hurt my back at work. I was, uh, doesn't matter how, I, just, I hurt my back at work. But it's not a bulging disc or anything like that. It's a really bad muscle pull. And for the first week or so, I was okay. I mean, it hurt, but, you know, it was manageable. Well, it got progressively worse in the second week. In fact, last Sunday, uh, five days ago, I actually went to a hospital. Um, not a big hospital, one of the smaller things, you know, the urgent mm -hmm. care. I don't know if they have those in the UK, but here in the US, they have a lot of these things called urgent care, which are like small emergency rooms, if you will. Sure. And, um, you know, they gave me a, a steroid for anti-inflammation, a non-narcotic pain pill. I'm not big into taking narcotics. They scare me, to be honest. I, I don't want to wake up, you know, two months from now, robbing 7-Elevens to support my drug habit. Yeah, if you can rob the 7-Elevens, you won't spend them. The, yes, yeah. And then um, uh, a muscle relaxant, which, quite honestly, you take at night and it helps you sleep. And it, I don't think that did anything. But. Right. For four days, I was running on about two and a half hours at, at most of sleep per night, and that was starting to wear on me. Last two nights, I actually got decent nights of sleep. So, but it's it's still sore, and now it's I feel like I've got a pinch in my side. The back still hurts some, but not the way it did. Um, but I feel like yeah, I got often, a pinch because of often what happens is you you kind of. Because it hurts, you change the way you walk and you stand, and then exactly that something else. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. I'm aware of it, so it's it's not like what's going on now. But yeah, yeah no, it's it hasn't been great. Um, I bought here's a tech related thing. Uh, I bought this little device. I've been the only thing that really helps it is a heating pad, mm -hmm. and. Um, I bought this thing called a Smart Relief Tens Therapy. There was a couple of people at work that just swore by these things, and yeah, Leanne's used the Tens as yeah, well. Yeah, so for, for those who yeah. don't know, it's this little electrical device that you apply on your skin. Uh, well, there, it's I've got one that's just one big pad, and it's kind of a, a gel type of thing. I hate putting it on; it's all sticky, and yeah. I feel like I'm on the set of Aliens or something. I don't like it. Um, and it's cool at first it heats up pretty quickly, but, um, and then you turn on this little device that sends electrical current into it and it changes the frequency and the strength to basically all it's doing is it's confusing your nerve endings about pain and mine runs for about a half hour and then it turns itself off and you can adjust the intensity and I had to go pretty high intensity for it to do anything for me. Mm -hmm. Um, does it work? I, I don't know. I'm not sure that it's any more effective than the heating pad. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I found I've used it a bit when I broke my back. And um, as I said, Leanne uses one as well. It's one of those things that works 
for you know it gives you some short term relief. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things you need to keep using it quite a lot in order to get kind of usable relief out of it. I know when I've been to physiotherapy, the physiotherapy people have a much much bigger machine that kind of feels like the same thing, but it's much more powerful and stronger. Yeah. And that is awesome. You have one of those, and the pain goes away for like a day. Um, but you can't buy those because probably you kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, or experiment on cats. Right? You know. Both. So that's how I've been, and it's it's been uh, painful and a struggle. And you know, I did I missed one day of work. I took Monday off, and I went back after that. I left. I think I left early on Tuesday, but worked full full day uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, it's just one of those things that you know you. In life, you just kind of have to deal with sometimes. You you get an injury and you yeah. get hurt, but you can't pause your entire life just because of discomfort. And not only that, unfortunately, I think as you found, I certainly found, and, and my wife definitely found after having to have emergency back surgery, the reality is is that um, the medical community doesn't know how to do anything very much about chronic back pain. Um, you know, no, they don't, I don't think they really. I don't think they really understand what causes it. And and they certainly don't understand how to eliminate it. And a lot of time with back pain, this is this is what my wife has experienced. Is they she's recovered to a degree, um, probably about eighty percent of where she was before. And the last twenty percent, they're effectively saying to her now, well, the best thing you can do is learn to live with it. Yeah. You know? But you know, it's not. In some instances, I think we've made huge strides over the last 50 years in, in medical procedures. For instance, open-heart surgery doesn't happen very often anymore. Uh, yeah. Heart surgery, when you're having a heart attack, is sometimes that you don't even stay the night in the hospital. Um, so yep. that has come pretty far. Uh, vaccines, obviously, has wiped out. Uh, so many diseases. Of course, we have a whole segment of stupid people who are like, "Ooh, we're anti-vaccination." And uh, in fact, I saw a Twitter post this morning. It was just random. It's funny that we're mentioning this, and this came up. Somebody said, um, "I don't think it's good for doctors to be putting these drugs, these ex- uh, anti-vaccination drugs, into your or vaccination drugs into your body. What they should do is give you a mild dose of." whatever it is you're trying to cure and let your body just deal with it that way. And I thought, uh, yeah, you just described vaccine. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That is exactly what a vaccine is. Like, wow, you couldn't, you couldn't have tried to be more dumb if you tried. (laughs) Uh, anyways, um, we've come a long way, but I think there's just so much more to do. And technology well, is is yeah. really starting to step up. I saw this story, uh, and I didn't link to it in the show notes. So I'm and I'm not going to spend an hour trying to find it online again. But it was basically um, this company has developed uh, nanobots, and they're organic, and they run off of uh, heat that your body can generate. They live up to at the maximum about two weeks. Very simple machines, and they are self healing. Um, but they can be programmed to go in and manipulate um, all kinds of things. And they're talking about the long-term ramifications of this technology could be de-aging. It could be curing cancer. It can literally go in there and reprogram cancer cells 
Um, I think that is kind of the future. But pain itself, sometimes, at least in the medical community, is hard to pin down what's causing the pain. Causation is the big problem. And patients, quite honestly, are the worst person to ask because they're like, my back hurts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can't... um you can't quantify the pain necessarily right. uh, particularly well. And, of course, all those things you talked about, about the strides we've made, are all things that kill you. And so, naturally, the medical community are focused on trying to fix things that kill you. Um, most people don't die of back pain, so it's not been a top priority. Right, but quality of life medical care, I think, is probably the next big phase that we're going to see. Well, yeah, the, the reality is is that the drug companies will invest in things that make them a return. And if they can figure out a drug that does something about back pain, then they will invest in it and bring it to market and charge a lot of money for it, and there you go. Well, but they'll find a, they'll find a relief. They won't find a cure. There's a difference. There's no money in a cure. Yeah. No one got rich because someone solved polio. In fact, the guy gave the patents away. Yeah. Um, what's profitable is managing it. No, there's no cure for AIDS because they want to manage the symptoms. So you keep coming back to your drug pusher to get the drugs. So you're not suffering from your AIDS. Um, but there's no cure for it. And that's my fear. And I think that's yeah. where Silicon Valley firms, these tech companies, they're not used to coming up with a um, solution that makes you keep coming back to it. They're actually focused on solving problems. That's kind of what tech's about. It solves problems, whether it's an actual problem problem or I want better resolution on my te- television. It's still a problem, and they're curing it with a new device. Um, I want to be able to access the Internet faster. They make a faster modem on your phone. They create a new you know, Wi-Fi network. They create 5G. They, they solve problems. Now, that, of course, yeah. sometimes will lead to other problems like, oh, now we have to have, you know, better content and it's got to look better. But that's beside the point. These tech companies who are making medical breakthroughs are actually solving, and at least they're trying to solve the problem, the underlying problem. I'm a a little bit ambivalent about handing everything over to the tech companies. These are the same companies who release products with huge security holes in and uh, things that crash and blue screen. It's a a nascent technology, this whole business. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want that sort of software in my uh, organic nanites when they're inside. You say that now, but what's the alternative? If they could prolong life three times what it is now. If, if they, yeah, if they can. The, the problem is, is when you're dealing with biological systems, you've got to get it right. You can't release quickly and patch it later. Do you know what I mean? I think I think there will have to be some no, changes. No, you just, you just described the, the entire industry. medical industry, dude. Uh, release quickly and patch it That's later. right. That's exactly what they, they do. do. I think they do a little bit more testing than that. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, but it, it's an exciting field to watch. I don't have yeah. uh, you know, any skin in that game at all, but we all do in some respect. And it's not reported enough. Number one, these kind of things take so long. It's such a low boil um, that it's kind of like watching paint dry. And so then you get an article that basically is covering the last five years of development, and it sounds like it's right around the corner, and it's really not. 
because you've got a whole another five years to go before it even gets to animal testing trials. And you got another five years after that before they release uh, limited human trials. And then you got another five years before it's now it's approved. And at that point, we're in 2050, and you and I are too old to take advantage of it. Um, but at least our kids and our grandkids will be good. Yep. Um, but that being said, I don't think this kind of stuff gets enough attention. There are some websites that, that cover it, like I effing love science. That's a good one. Um, yeah. But there's not enough of those in the mainstream stuff. The, the verges and, and and gadget and stuff like that, that they could cover this kind of technology. And I think it would bring an awareness, which is sorely lacking. We want more, you know, what's going on here. I think. Yeah. It's almost self-fulfilling though, because, you know, we've seen thanks to the activities of certain political people, we've seen huge backlashes against science in the last 10 years. Yeah. You know, science is, Science is something which is um, it's kind of poo-pooed as being, well, you know, it's not settled. It's not There's a debate. People aren't sure. These guys have a political agenda. Most scientists aren't like that. Exactly. Um, you know. I, I saw one. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name, and it's right there on the tip of my tongue. Uh, the astrophysicist who's... Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I saw a, a Facebook post. Someone said, I can't stand this guy. He just goes on all these shows because he's trying to be popular. He's not advancing science. And I thought, okay, uh, wait a minute now. Here's a guy who arguably is the smartest guy in the room, whatever room he's in. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he goes on some of these shows and he'll talk about Avengers Endgame and the quasi-science behind that sh movie. And people go, see, that's not science. That's just him writing on the popularity of a popular movie to to put himself out there. Um, sure, of course it is. But it's also advancing science because it's a way to get people who don't even realize that there's movies that they're watching, like Avengers or Star Wars, when he gets on a show and discusses the the realistic implications of a lightsaber. That gets people interested in science. Yeah. And I think yeah. that is nothing but positive. And not only that, that you know, people, we've we just done the same thing. People talk about him. They forget to put the doctor in front of his name. Yeah. <laughs> and he does have a day job where he does real science yes. as well as, you know, appearing on a few chat shows uh, and doing a few podcasts. It's um, Well, he brought Cosmos much... back. Yeah, exactly. Although, you know, is, there, yeah, is there new seasons coming? I it seems like it was a limited series, then it was done, and nothing else. Well, that's Netflix, isn't it? What are you yeah, do? yeah. Um, but so, yeah, it's... Uh, I always, when I come across these articles, they're always interesting to me. And the nanobot, well, of course, the, you know, the writer of the thing has to bring up, well, what if they turn evil? Oh, my God. I'm so tired of that <laughs> stuff. Stop watching The Terminator. This isn't This isn't Hollywood, dude. Yeah. Um, people are, I don't know, give them a little bit more credit is what is all I'm thinking. So what's been going on with you? Uh, what has been going on with me? Uh, not a huge amount, really. I'm doing a lot of traveling for work at the moment, which doesn't give me an awful lot of time to kind of do my own stuff. Um, but a couple of things I did want to mention, um, we talked a couple of weeks ago on tech fan about, you know, how we were a bit jaded by apple arcade 
Uh, and funnily enough, after that, I came across a game on Apple, a new game on Apple Arcade, which I'm absolutely loving, and I'm playing the hell out. Of. Actually, I don't think we said we were jaded by Apple Arcade. I think the the discussion was we hadn't returned to that subject, and initially we were worried that Apple Arcade would be a one and done. They're going to release these yeah. hundred plus games, and then you're barely going to see any updates. But the last story that we did and talked about was look at all this new stuff, and a, a lot of it does look very interesting. But the jaded part was we just hadn't had time to download and play any of this stuff. Well, there was also an element of it was difficult to pick the good stuff out. Oh, that's always going to be the case. Uh, you know, yeah, that yeah. that part. But that's not Apple Arcade itself. That's the interface. To, to That's the discovery phase of. But yeah. That's not. That's not just Apple Arcade either. <laughs> I, know, I know. Anyway, I, I, I came across a, a game. I forget how it was promoted to me, actually. Um, but um, I think I must have seen it on a website. It was like a new release on Apple Arcade. Um, and I went and I downloaded this game, and I am loving the hell out of it. What's it called? It's called... I haven't got my uh, if, iPad. If you can't tell, I just pulled my iPad out because I'm going Yeah, there. well, I haven't got my iPad here, and I don't think it's loaded on my phone. Let me just look. All right, uh, so, it should be. Really, so I just clicked uh, the arcade yeah, no, button. Yeah, it's here. It's called No Way Home. No Way Home. Oh, there's a cool one yeah. that just popped up. It says uh, Going Down. It's just like this futuristic diving guide diving down... Water. It looks kind of cool, actually. So going down is what you said it's called, yeah? No, no way home. No way. Sorry, no way no home. No way home. So yeah. I'm gonna do a quick search. No way, and it's the first before I even finish it. No way home. Oh, that looks kind of cool. It's very uh, cartoonish graphics. Yeah. It, it, if you've ever watched uh, things like um, what's that? Uh, what's that uh, space show on Netflix? I don't know. Net, uh, Never space or something like that. Um, anyway, it's, it's yeah, it, 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 it kind of looks like a Nickelodeon cartoon in terms of the graphic style. Um, but what this actually is is that this is a um, this is like a dungeon, a roguelike dungeon crawler, but set in a space environment. So how's the controls? Because you always have to ask that with touch controls. Yeah. So the, actually, the controls on this are pretty good. Um, it's a it's a kind of twin stick type of style. It does a little bit of auto aiming for you. That's okay, um, we're old. Yeah, you can turn on some explicit auto-aiming, which kind of really nails everything, but yeah, I, I have that turned off. <laughs> but, you know, actually, uh, the controls kind of just pop up wherever your fingers touch on the screen. I'm playing on a 12.9-inch iPad, so there's plenty of space for that. Yeah. Um, but they're very, very responsive. It supports the controller, though, and uh, actually what I did after I started getting into it was start playing with the controller. Um, and it's one of these games, you, you're going through these mazes in space, and everything you kill drops stuff, and then you can go to places and you can craft new, new you weapons. You can level and, up and exactly, yeah. yeah. And and then the, there are missions to do as well. But the uh, the story is quite entertaining. It's done in a kind of a, a cutesy type style, but it, it has some depth to it, um, and it's just a lot of fun. How long not, r- gameplay do you think is actually there? Ten hours? Well, it's hard to tell. I'm I'm I've been playing for a about four or five hours, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of working my way through it. It's it's one of these ones where it's procedural, so you don't get the same game each time. Yeah. But um, you know, the actual gameplay itself, the is the the fun in it is the upgrades and that sort of thing. Actually, actually doing the combat and everything, it's got a good combat system, but it's relatively repetitive. You know, it's a bit of a grind, but um, it's fun. Move around, shoot things, uh, collect things. Yeah, yeah. and it, 
and and because you know because it's Apple Arcade, you can pick it up. It says where you are. You can switch to a different device. It says where you are. Um, obviously, you could play on the Mac if you wanted to because it's Apple Arcade, and that's that's an advantage as well. Um, you know, it's it's a fun game, and and this is the sort of thing that you don't see that much on the App Store anymore. If you didn't have Apple Arcade, I would imagine if this was selling as a kind of a regular thing, there's no free to play mechanics in there, so it would have to sell for about you know five six dollars right. something like that, and it, it probably. It probably wouldn't be worthwhile, but on Apple Arcade, it makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I'm certainly getting my uh, five five pound a month money worth out of this one. Put it that way. Uh, I, it's downloading on my iPad now. I'll definitely check it out later today. Yeah. Um, it kind of. I, I'm not disappointed in Apple Arcade. I'm disappointed that I don't get to explore enough of it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, man, if I had an extra day. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw a really good thread. No, you need two extra days. You need one extra day for sleep and yes. then an extra day for... <laughs> I saw a really good thread on a um, a group that used to be extremely well done on Amazon or on uh, Facebook, but eh, lately it hasn't been as great. It's called Old May New, and it's mm-hmm. they take old technology and they do something with it. Sometimes they'll right. modify something to make it look like, you know, something else. Like there's this one guy, he, it's not necessarily in the group, but someone posted this video from Facebook. He wanted a gaming PC in his living room, but he didn't want this big giant ungainly PC box and half of those things. People put neon lights and all that crap in it. It's like, blech. Um yeah. And I like neon lights. It's in the PC case, they just look cheap. They really do. Uh, anyways, he wanted something more classy in his living room, which makes sense to me. But if you go and try to shop for a gaming PC for your living room, it's just computers. And yeah, yeah. and nowadays it's 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 relatively super simple to build and roll your own PC. It really is. I mean, Windows 10 has gone a long way. Well, I'll even go back and say it, Windows 7 started it that it's just really easy to build your own PC. Uh, Microsoft mm-hmm. bakes in so many of the things in the operating system now that you can assemble it yourself and it figures a lot of it out and downloads drivers. I, and, I mean, that's that's a really important point. I remember back in the day building PCs and you'd install, um, it was XP at the time, and you wouldn't have any drivers right. for USB or for Ethernet or for Wi-Fi um, or anything like that in the base build. And then you had to figure out how to get them on there. Yeah. If, the, if you didn't come with a CD in the box, then you were, you were kind of stuffed, really, because that was the only drive that would be up and running when you built a, yep. a native PC. Uh, and you could be stuck with this terrible problem. It's like, how do I get stuff on there to get things working so I can get more stuff on there? Yes. Well, they've cured most of those problems. Yeah. So this guy's YouTube video, and I honestly... It, the concept of it and the execution were very basic to me. I thought, okay, I know exactly how he's going to do these things. And he came across problems. I knew how he's going to solve them, or at least how I would solve them pretty quickly. So I kind of skipped through his 40 minute video in about 10 minutes. Um, but he, what his idea was is, okay, I'm going to, I already know the parts that I want in my computer. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you just click something over. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had, basically purchased all the parts that he wanted including you know the gpu and the cpu and the ram and the he got it all so he had to find something to put it in and what he chose he went to ebay 
and he did a search for vintage stereo systems. Um, and he, and he, it had to be the right dimensions, but he also wanted a certain aesthetic. So he found like a seventies Marantz system mm-hmm. and gutted it. And he said he was actually surprised at how long it took him to gut it because it was such a complex, um, system in there. And yeah. I, I get that. I remember the 70 stereo systems. Um, and he basically gutted it and put a PC in it. He even put a little LED light strip in it. So when he turns it on and he routed the power. So if you hit the power button, it boots the PC, uh-huh. which is something Chad and I did back when our, we, we turned an Atari 2600 into a Mac that if you push the power button on the Atari, it booted the Mac inside of it. Uh-huh. Uh, relatively easy things to control and, and to problem solve. But for me, the most interesting part was <clears throat> when it's sitting there, you know, next to the TV, it looks like a vintage piece of stereo equipment. And I thought, you know what? That is cool. That is yeah. what I like. No one is going to restore this. And, and by the way, when he went to eBay and he's looking for the stereo, he specifically looked for ones that were broken. He didn't want to take a piece of vintage stereo equipment that works fine and then gut it. He wanted to find one that was... Not essentially worthless, but not working. And yeah. and that way he didn't get a lot of people going, oh, look, at you destroyed this vintage piece of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, it was broken. The parts were, it, it, could it have been fixed? Maybe, but probably nobody was going to do that. And it was an older listing. It had been up there for a while. So he bought it. I think he spent, after shipping, because remember those old pieces of stereo equipment, uh, this is a the tuner. Um yeah. We're heavy. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was fifty percent just to ship it. Yeah, so I think he spent like forty bucks for it and another thirty to ship it. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, but aesthetically pleasing, yeah. no doubt. I think you look at some of that sixties and seventies stereo equipment and some of that stuff. The wood and the metal they use are just that brushed aluminum look with wood grain. It was just really beautiful equipment. Yeah, I love the. Uh, I, I think it was Sony and Pioneer. I think used to do brushed aluminum stuff with big, heavily weighted dials. Yes. Oh, and they felt yeah, so you remember? good. That, that tactile yeah. feel, because they had That's a weight right. to them when you turned them. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, and it, and it made it feel like if you turned the volume up on one of those, it was like an event. Yeah. Particularly as you, you normally would get like LEDs, you know, kind of the. Uh, the peak meters going up as well. Oh yes, you know, push it up into the red zone for the green and all of that. It was very, very satisfying. I had a uh, really, really awesome graphic equalizer. I think I got rid of it probably 15 years ago. I wish I kind of kept it now. Um, and it was like a 20 band graphic equalizer, but the LEDs in it were very colorful and very flowy, and it. I think it showed like 20 LED bars. And each yeah. each bar had its own light. It wasn't the blocky ones. It was the little round ones. Yeah. And it started as one color, and they would go up to a different color. Uh, but it showed, you know, 20 um, bands of equalization, so 20 lights. So it really showed the spectrum of the music being played from the bass to the mids to the highs and everything in between. Yeah. And it was just – I used to listen to music, I remember, back in the 90s and – uh, probably even going back into the part of the eighties, I, I would imagine, <coughs> excuse me. Um, it was hypnotizing because of course it's right in tune with the music because that's what his job was, but it had a really cool feature that you can either push a button to equalize the music or not. And I had really good audio equipment growing up cause I was always an audiophile and I didn't need 
this box to equalize my music because I had good all the equalizer does is correct some kind of a deficiency in the sound and I didn't have deficiencies in my sound it sounded good for the time and so really I never equalize the music I just let it read what was going through and display yeah. the spectrum and I love that and I think I'm not going to do it. I don't have a need for a, a PC, but I think I'm going to look at some more YouTube videos and maybe people doing this. But this is something that I could definitely get behind. Taking something that's broken, yeah. that's aesthetically pleasing, that's really cool. By the way, he made the volume knob work. Right. That was pretty cool. Uh, he had to have a little Arduino breakout box inside of it to control the volume. Yeah. But um, it was cool. I, You know, that's the kind of stuff that... I, trips my trigger man i like that kind of stuff yeah and and even if you're not particularly um kind of electrical soldering minded to be able to strip down something like that you know what you could pretty much anybody can disassemble a box yeah um and you don't have to put like a bare logic board and, and wire everything up in there if you don't want to if you want this sort of aesthetic and you don't have a lot of skills buy one of these little Little you know, Intel NUC things, yeah. which is a little PC in a box about the size of an Apple TV. You know, get that working and then stick it inside one of these boxes and all you need to do is probably get the power supply going, the power button going, so you can turn it on and off and everything else just comes out the back. Yeah. It's it's cool projects. Let's because if there's one thing I think modern electronic makers get a hundred percent wrong. And it's the aesthetics of products. And I'm, I, hey, I've talked about this with Apple phones lately. Um, yeah. You know, that they're boring to me. Televisions now are super boring. It's yeah. just a flat plastic thing. Some of them are curved screens, but they're all, they all look the same. I mean, I don't mean the picture quality, obviously, but I mean the aesthetics of the device itself. Computers, boring. Phones, boring. This is all boring stuff. It's the interface that we're looking at, so that's where all the concentration on the design goes. The problem is, as a species, we love tactile. We love good design. You know, that's why we all live in yeah. different houses and drive different cars, because we all have different ideas of what's aesthetically pleasing. But if something is a, a, a really a, a masterpiece of electronics, like some of this old 70s uh, console stereos, everybody agrees, oh, that's beautiful. That's really, we can't even pinpoint what it is. We just know that's really, really nice. So instead of the yeah. stuff just fading out, I would love to see more of rescuing this old, at least the aesthetics of this tech, and, and yeah. upgrading it. Not everything. Look, if it's if it's a Nakamichi Dragon cassette deck, don't don't rip that thing apart. That is cool right. as it is. Um, <laughs> but you know, I've been watching a lot of this kind of stuff on YouTube, and I also got into restorers. Uh, I fell into a rabbit hole the day that I got hurt, and I'm just basically mm -hmm. sitting in front of my computer. I wasn't, I really wasn't able to concentrate on on work or anything like that, or writing. Yeah. Or, I'm just sitting here staring at my screen because, quite honestly, my office chair is the only one where my back hurts that the heating pad could actually make good contact and I didn't have to suffer much. Um, and I fell into this rabbit hole of restorers. So people would find like a 35-year-old drill press that's all just completely rusted together and looks like junk and anybody would think, well, that's garbage. And then, of course, the video is 30 minutes long and at the end it looks brand new. 
Yeah. And I like seeing that stuff too. That, you know, the techniques that they use to get the rust off and to make things work again. And even this one guy found a hammer from the 1700s and he crafted a new handle for it. I mean, it, it didn't even look like a hammer. It was so corroded with rust. And yeah, I mean, it looked like rust growth. <laughs> yeah. But the way he cleaned it up and made it brand new again, it's just. It was amazing the the craftsmanship that goes into that those yeah. restorers or and these are amateur guys they're not doing this to, right, yeah. to turn this for a profit or something. So here's the thing the the problem is is that as we move forward in technology it's now becoming impossible to do this with modern stuff. You can you can buy an old TV in the stereo and if you know what you're doing get it working again. With the modern stuff you can't. Everything is so tiny. Everything is so engineered by robot uh, and built in a factory. You know, you get one of these things and it's broken. There's not an awful lot you can do with it. But I don't think it's worth doing anything. But that's that's the difference, though, David. Well, yeah, I'm talking about... But take this conversation forward another 30 years. The stuff that's out today, you're not going to be able to repair any of it because it's going to be effectively unrepairable. But see... It's all done with bespoke parts and that sort of thing. Yes, yes, but... I don't think a lot of the stuff out there, like the TVs that are out there right now, I don't think there's going to be any kind of an interest in restoring these old things because yeah, maybe it, yeah. they're all the same. It's just they're a, all the same. a that's, plastic that's rectangle with a screen on it. So I, I've been looking at two things recently, which are kind of on this vein of, you know, doing something a little bit different. So I just sent you a link in our in our uh, super secret tech channel here um, to this phone that I've been playing around with. This is a Nokia E6. And this came out in, let me just have a look. This came out in 2011. Yeah, and and what's interesting about it, I have a, I kind of have a soft spot for phones with a physical keyboard on. You know, we're, we're talking about this as an old product, but we're a year into this show when this came out, David. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we could have reviewed the thing this is, brand new on the thing this is, show. This, this, yeah, but the, the thing about this is this was already a dying brand when this came out because this was post-iPhone, yeah. and the iPhone had already changed the mobile phone industry. Yeah. What, I, what I'm interested in this is, yeah, I'm a sucker for a phone with a keyboard on. This, this kind of looks like a BlackBerry. Did you, say a su- sim- Did you say a sucker? A sucker. Okay, because I heard an F sound in there. I was like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> clean it up, um, buddy. Uh, yeah, I like a keyboard on a phone, um, particularly for text entry, which is what this is. And this scheme thing kind of looks like a, an old BlackBerry, but running Symbian. But what's it, what I find interesting about playing around with this is this, I think, is a window to what mobile phones would still be like today if their iPhone hadn't happened. Oh, no question about it. You're yeah. 100% right. Yeah. And it's, interest, it's interesting to to see you know, the good bits and the bad bits, really. Um, I have this phone working properly. I've been able to get it connected up to my email. I can browse the web with it. I can make phone calls with it. I can use it as a phone. The good things about this, um, it's, it's one of the, you know, if you, if you remember these sorts of phones, it's one of these ones where at the top half is the screen, 4x3 display, the bottom, and then there's a, a strip in the middle with some buttons and a controller, and then the bottom half is the keyboard. The, these things are tiny. They weigh nothing. Even compared to even the older iPhones, they weigh very little. Battery life, we're talking about days, not rather than hours. I mean, this thing, even though it's got a, a web browser and um, 4G and uh, email and all that sort of thing, yeah, I can leave it running for three, four days before I have to recharge it. Um, that's kind of amazing, really, compared to what we have today. 
But on the downside, it's very, very limited in terms of, you know, the web browsing experience is horrible. It's, uh, you know, it's... Um, you see my text there? Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's clunky. You Basically, you scroll around the interface. This particular one doesn't have a touchscreen. You can get ones with touchscreens on. But to, to you know, everything loads very slowly. It loads. You can see all the graphics come in piece at a time because obviously the processor in it is very slow. But actually, moving around the interface, there's none of the slick scrolling you you ever got with it. Even with the first iPhone, um, it all feels very clunky. You have to use Opera to um, browse on this now, which compresses the web uh, and cuts out all the JavaScripts and everything because it doesn't have the power to do regular web. Even the email client, which works pretty well. Um, you know, it's, it, it can feel kind of clunky compared to what we used to now. Um, but if you want to type an email, typing an email on this, even with a tiny little chiclet keyboard, it's far superior than doing it on a modern iPhone 11. Principally because when you've got physical keys, you make far fewer mistakes than you, you do with the iPhone. Um, and that makes a big difference if you're writing long emails. Now, you could argue you sh- maybe you shouldn't be writing long emails on the phone, but, you know, as a business user, sometimes I find I have to. Yep. So um, it's it's interesting. You know, it has a, a, everything on there, I mean, it's not been developed for at least uh, eight years. The Symbian operating system have got dropped. Um, it, it's interesting to see how where this might have gone had they continued developing it and put the faster processors in it that we have today. Um but, you know, it's I'd, I'd say something to the fact that even with under this ancient OS and an ancient piece of hardware, very low-powered, this phone is still kind of usable today. I mean, if you gave it to a kid, they probably wouldn't moan that much. Mm. Um, what, what, well, it, it, up until the end of, end of last year, it, WhatsApp was actually working fine on it. So you could have still been WhatsApping with your friends until then. Um, and I think that would have covered a lot of bases for, for a lot of people. Probably. Kids, maybe. Yeah, some. Text messaging is fine on it. You know, um, it's just interesting to see where we came from and where we've come to. And as I was saying, you know, you can type much better on this than you can type on an iPhone 11. Well, you and I can maybe, but I guarantee you, Brooke or Cole, it would be the opposite. I watch some of these younger people on their phones and they're almost as fast with their thumbs as I am with a keyboard. And that's saying something. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what it is with, with the current iOS. I find it, the autocorrect frequently puts in mistakes for me. Yeah, for whatever reason, <laughs> it, it autocorrects and uses the word duck a whole lot on my phone. Well, it's not even that. Sometimes you it will, it will put in what looks like a random set of characters, and it's obviously what it thought you were trying to type. But you think, hang on a minute. Isn't autocorrect most have a, supposed to have a dictionary of real words and only use those? And it's, it's supposed to look at the context of the words before. Yeah. And it, it's it's just not good anymore. No, it's, um, it's gone okay. downhill. I agree with you. And, and one advantage of, of my little Nokia here is that um, physical keyboard, you kind of know when you've hit a key. You don't make as many mistakes. Um, True. So there, there's that going for it. If only somebody could add a physical keyboard to the iPhone and turn it to something <laughs> like the BlackBerry. Yeah, Steve um, Jobs. And not get was, sued by BlackBerry. Well, Steve Jobs just <laughs> rolled it, over in his grave when you said was that. It, was it Ryan Seacrest who tried to do that, I think? Yes, it was. Yeah. It failed miserably. <laughs> anyway, yeah. All right, let's... But the other, 
Go ahead. Yeah, just just one other thing. I I actually just started playing with this week. I'm I'm in a hotel most of the week now, um, and uh, I got kind of got sick of hotel TV, so I bought myself off Amazon a Roku Express. Have you ever used a Roku before? Yeah, I've got my main TV is uh, Roku, and I've got Roku. Um, I got the little breakout box on another TV that I hardly ever use. So yeah, I'm w- very familiar with it. I, I've never used Roku before, and I was incredibly surprised that you get everything on it. Yeah, the you get Apple and, TV on there, you get yeah. Netflix, you get Amazon. It's a very robust um, app system in there. Everything is yeah. there. Disney Plus, well, you don't have it yet, but Disney Plus is on there and Hulu. And I looked at this and I thought, why the hell does anybody ever buy an Apple TV? Because oh, I there's no instead. question. <laughs> there, yeah, once you get into a Roku. Everything else, including Amazon and everything else, is stupid. There's no point yeah, yeah. in it. Roku won. And yeah. what I like is kind of exploring their own little app store. And I'm uh-huh. always looking for, and I haven't found any that's really particularly jumping out at me, but different screensavers. Uh, Cole and I fell into a live feed cam thing where <clears throat> it's a it's basically a, a screensaver, but you can look at all these di- different live cams from New York's Times Square to L.A. Yeah. to London. That is kind of cool because it's live views of what's going on in the world, and that's kind of cool, too. And it and it, it shows conceptually as well. The, the Roku does not have an off button no. because you're never meant to turn it off. It's a tiny the, – the one I have is a tiny little box. It's about the size of a, a compact flash card. Um, and the idea is, yeah, you plug it into the TV, you never turn it off. Yep. Because the idea, the thing is, when you switch to it, you want to be able to watch something. You don't want to have to wait for it to boot up. Yep. Um, now, the ones on the TV, it, obviously, um, they're also not turning off, but the TV itself does. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Because you push the power button, and it's like, right now, it's it's ready yeah. to go. There's no so more anyway, warming for, up. <laughs> I, think I, paid, I think I paid £25 for this little express box. It's the latest... Uh, and it's a box. It's not a stick, which is good for hotel TVs because you often can't easily get to the HDMI ports. Um, it, it's pretty good. I'm I'm very pleased with it. Let's uh, jump over to something that's a little fun that we've done once, and we said we were going to do again, and we haven't. You know what this is, of course. Yes. Um, Wish dot com. It's time, David, <laughs> to go down the wish hole again. <laughs> the wish hole. The wish I like hole. it. Um, and, and set our budget and find something and buy it. And then when we've both received our item, we can talk about it on a future episode of tech fan, but we need to come up with, and of course this wasn't planned out at all. The type of device that we're or item that we're looking at. So we get something in the same kind of category instead of just some random thing. Yeah. What, what is if we're going to do a search, what are we going to search for? Yeah, because from wish.com is it's it is a it is a whole yes, literally millions of products on there, many of which are very very similar, but uh, nevertheless, um, it would be good to stick to a a, category. a theme. Uh, yeah, so and and it's and you have to do a search for it because you can't because at the top the whole search thing is popular Blitz Express and recently viewed. And then more, yeah. and then more is kind of where we want to look at. So yep. I don't understand, at least on my screen, the very bottom one is bottoms. I don't know what that is. But you have bottoms. Oh, okay, maybe well, clothes, bottoms? Yeah, it's, it 
trousers and okay. Oh, I'm looking at mine. It's got boxer shorts. Um, that's an interesting picture. Um, yeah, so you've already clicked bottoms. I have. Yeah, ripped jeans. We have some toilet paper and um, basically anything underneath the yeah, waist. Anything that yeah. goes in the bottom. Yeah. So so let's go back up to uh, that. And do you want to go to gadgets, automotive, home decor, accessories, hobbies? Now we're a tech show. So, so, so maybe we should look at gadgets. It's yeah. kind of what we did last time, though. But all right, so I'm in gadgets, and, and let's talk about some of the things that we're we're seeing here. Now we're not going to tell each other what we bought, uh, although I guess we kind of could. I don't know if the the fun is revealing what we bought or talking about why I'm picking this and then reviewing it. So, so here here's what I suggest. Let's push the boat out here and get two items. Let's choose an item we're going to get here on the show now and then we can choose something else which we're not going to tell each other about as a surprise okay so we got to set our budget total budget so you could spend as much on each item as you want within your total budget so if we set our budget at 30 bucks well you can buy one thing for 25 bucks and another thing for five bucks yeah all right so you want to set the budget at what uh 30 i think 30 30 okay yep yeah so 30 bucks um now I, I'm quite sure that what you're seeing on your screen and what I'm seeing on my screen are going to be totally different. Like, for instance, yep. my first item for 62 bucks is a 10-core. It's a, it's a what do you call it, a uh, tablet right. running Android 8.0. What's up? What's your, ha- huh? Mine, mine is, a, is a, a carefully crafted knockoff of Beats headphones. Uh-huh. I can tell you that because it has... A logo that's similar but not quite. Oh, hang on, no, these. I tell a lie. These claim to be refurbished Beats Studio 3 headphones. Oh, is it, is it for $18? Uh, £17. Oh, let's see. Well, that's probably the same then. I'm yeah. Are they black with the gold logo on it? Yeah, yep. that's the ones. Yeah. yeah, that's number three on mine. So we're probably seeing very similar things. So let's kind of scroll through here. Uh, when you find your secret item, you could say, I'm, I find a secret item, that's what I'm getting there. But then we'll talk about kind of what we see and, and what we're publicly going to say uh, we're buying. Um, my number two is a, it says two terabyte ultra-fast file transfers. It looks like an external hard drive uh, for $4.84. But I, I would imagine... That- I, I, just just once for a laugh, I bought a one terabyte micro SD card from Wish.com yep. for about seven pounds. Um, and you'll be <laughs> when it arrived, it, it, I put it in my computer. It did claim to have one terabyte on it. I'm pretty sure once I put more than about five gigabytes onto it, it stopped working. Yeah, and they gave they gave me my money back. So, um, but yeah. here's what here's what it says. Caveat though. caveat and, very much with uh, with wish.com descriptions. Well, when you pull this up, if you got to look closely, it says uh, it's a 2.5 inch SATA serial port mobile hard disk box. There is no hard drive in here. <laughs> yeah. So it it could be two terabyte. If you put two terabyte into it, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I like, I like the logic there. Hmm. Okay. Well, I have think I have found my um cheap little surprise gift thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. It's only a couple of pounds, so I've got plenty of budget left on something more spectacular. And now, is this going to be your public or your private thing? 
I think this will be private. I want to see how good this is. Because I've seen this sort of thing before, and yet this is substantially cheaper. And I want to know whether it's worth buying or not. Hmm. I'm not... Here's my problem. I, I have so much junk as it is that for yeah. me to find something on here that I'm like, ooh, I want to try that. Like a GPS tracker. It's four bucks. Let me pull this up. It's a little box, about the size of your thumb, maybe a little bit smaller. Mini real-time magnet GPS tracking device, spy GPS locator, system portable GPS, global tracker for car, motorcycle, kit, oh, well, truck, kids, G- teens, old, <laughs> and other moving objects. How many GPSs does that thing have? A lot. <laughs> um, it has all, our, all your GPS are belong to us, I think. Uh, to me, this smacks of someone trying to catch a cheating spouse. Well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's precisely what it's for. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Well, um, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why don't you buy one and put it on? Here's an interesting idea. Why don't you buy one, put it on one of the uh, cars at work, and then you can see where it's gone. Yeah, I'm sure they'd have no privacy issues with, at work about that. Put it on your boss's car. Uh, Tell him you were doing a test. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Here, here, here's one with toothbrushes. Why is that in this category? Well, it's kind of vaguely electrical, isn't it? Well, if you stuck it in an outlet and melted it, um, they have a big. Be- I would have a problem head. buying some cheap toothbrushes on Wish.com that I'm going to stick in my mouth. I would just assume I'm being poisoned immediately. Why would they? Why would they poison their loyal customers? Because Wish doesn't moderate any of this stuff. Well, why would why would the Chinese manufacturer poison their loyal customers? That's just bad for business, man. Yeah, because we're, you know, Westerners. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not finding anything, David, I'll be honest. There's a whole lot of the little cases and knockoff of the iPhone headphones. Yep. And those things are just everywhere on here. There's a pair of Bose headphones here for 27 pounds. Yeah, I'm sure it's actual Bose. Speaking of Bose, you see that they're Speaking closing. Speaking of Bose, you see what I did yeah, there? Yeah, that's, that's a good transition right there. They're closing yeah. all the European and U.S. stores, to which I go, yeah. there was still Bose stores open? Really? No, I've seen I've seen the Bose stores. They're probably because here in the U.K., um, oh, everything's more dense. I have seen the Bose stores around. Yeah, I must I would admit, agree whenever that, I've seen one, I've never seen anybody in them. I, I would agree um, with that statement, at least about co-hosts from the UK. <laughs> yeah, definitely more dense. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me, but I think the problem is is that um, online reviews and online purchasing is fine for people who know what they want to buy. What then? What's not very good is for people who don't know what they want to buy. Uh, and I suspect that this will, this move will ultimately disadvantage Bose. Because the problem is the internet is awash with people who basically say that Bose is terrible and you shouldn't ever buy it. And if you do, that you're some sort of rube. Yeah. Which is not... It's not... I don't, I don't think Bose is, is absolutely brilliant. But, you know, I think Bose, for what it does, I think is actually pretty good. Um, and I think most people who spend, admittedly, what is quite a lot of money on Bose stuff are normally happy with the results. And at the end of the day, I think that's as important as anything else. I think, much like Apple, Bose stuff gets dinged down as being expensive, when in fact, when you buy Bose, you are buying kind of a, a quality experience and, and 
a good level of background support that you don't get with other uh, speaker and headphone brands. Mm. I've always, mm, way back in the day, I liked Bose. And then I bought a pair of Koss headphones back in the 80s. I, I was kind of, my dad had a pair of vintage 60s Bose head, uh, speakers that sounded really good. So in my mind, Bose is, oh, that's the best you can get. And then I started visiting specialized stereo stores and realized that no, Bose is actually kind of crappy. Um, well, you bet, but, but here's you're the paying thing. for the name. Let me put yeah, it that way. What you, I, but here's the thing. First of all, you're talking about Bose as they were 25, 30 years ago. I think they're I worse think now. I, I, I think, think their quality has gone way down compared to the competition. Uh, well, the problem is, what is the competition for Bose? Sennheiser. Um, yeah. Now, I'm, no, I'm sorry. Most people who buy Bose are not thinking, should I buy Bose? Should I buy Sennheiser? Should I buy Shure? They're thinking, should I buy Bose or should I uh, buy Pioneer some brand? Sony. Some brand, yeah, some brand I've seen in in the local Walmart. I'm saying Bose, and now Bose is coming up all in Wish. i got to turn off my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, yes, it's overpriced, but I think I think the majority of Bose customers are happy to pay the price for what they get from Bose, which is a level of build and quality that you don't get with a lot of cheaper sets. And also, you do get warranty, you do get backup. You can. I mean, one of the things you spell to do, and I've done this a couple of times, if you ever lost an accessory for your Bose headphones, I had um, the in-ear, the QT35s, and occasionally I lost the clip that that kind of clips the uh, battery bit to your to the front of your shirt. I would go into a Bose store and I would say, um, you know, yeah, I lost the clip. Can I get? Can I buy another one? And they would go, no, we'll give you one. And they go to a thing and they would give you one. It's, if you lost an ear tip or something like that, they would sort you out. And those are the things you lose by not having the stores. And that's also the sort of thing you you, you don't get from other brands because they don't have that sort of retail experience. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, that is kind of cool. I, I'll give them that, but I still think you're paying more for Bose than the actual value of the headphones. Well, yeah, but you could say the same thing about Apple's computers or... Uh, no, I think that that's kind of demonstrated same. because, the, yes, the physical price of the Apple computers compared to the PC equivalent is way more money, but you're getting the Apple because of the Mac OS. You're not... It, that should be true with Bose. Yes, they cost more. The plastic is the same. The earmuffs are the same. But you're getting a better audio experience. And I just don't think that that's true. And my tests over the years have proven that out. You can get a superior sound for less price with some of these other brands. I think with Bose, you're paying for the name. I really well, That's do. true. But, but I think as well with Bose, you are, you are paying for a... A product that broke out of the kind of the stereo audiophile niche into becoming far more mainstream in people's minds. I agree with that, and, and that's yeah. why I think you're incorrect when it comes to them closing stores. I think that the writing is on the wall. These stores are ghost town. Um, people aren't going into these places to look for headphones. They're just not. What they're doing is, oh, I just found out my one thing I'm buying. Um, well, select size. Well, button control or app control? Oh, i got to go with app control. Select side. And I'm going to tell you what these are. LED eyeglasses with app control. So you put these headphones on, and the LEDs you can spell out on your phone, and, the, and it's on your, head, and you're on your glasses. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to send that. I'm going to go with a, well, boy, I changed the color and the price sure to jump. Um, it was 381 with button control. If I go to app control, it jumps up to $15. <sighs> well, that's just well, I'm just closing like that robbery. window. They're not getting me. No, I'm not going <laughs> to pay for convenience, damn it. Um, you know what? That app will be so full of um, spyware anyway. Yeah, well, it goes without saying. Uh, oh, multimeter for $1.79. That's kind of nice. I just bought and got for Christmas uh, a brand new multimeter. Haven't even used uh-huh. it yet. Came in a case. It's got alligator clips on it. I pulled the lead out of my one that I had for years, and I could have yeah. probably just gone in, online and found leads for it, but I was like, it's 20 bucks for a brand new one. Yeah. And I want. I really did want the alligator clips one, so... What the heck? Um, oh, they got a uh, an external DVD Blu-ray drive that's clearly plugged into a Mac, but I bet it doesn't work with the Mac. That's the thing; you got to be careful with those kind of things. Will yeah. it work with my computer? I'm having. A, I'm. I'm really struggling finding a, a sufficiently what, junky thing to buy. Do you Do you want to look at a different part of the Wish.com Germany? Well, you already. Bought something though, didn't you? Huh? Oh, it's only a little thing. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I'm just not finding anything electronics that's tripping my trigger at all. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go back okay. up. I'm going to go from gadgets to what is accessories? I got to see what accessories are. Oh, it's like eyeglasses and belt buckles and crap like that. Mm-hmm. And that thing which I can't say on the air. Um, how about phone upgrades? Is eh. Uh, hobbies? What's under hobbies? Oh, they got a lot. I, I just... This is, this is the most stupid thing I've seen in my entire life. What did you look at? This is this is a 4G network smartwatch phone. Uh, is this under phone upgrades? Uh, no, this was in the gadget section. Uh, and, and basically, it shows a phone, the world's most enormous phone, um, kind of jammed onto a band... With thumbs playing Fortnite, <laughs> you can imagine it. So, so it's it, it, it's the sort of thing you know when you see a movie, you see the special forces guy, and he has some sort of electronic gadget on his wrist. Yeah, it looks like that. That's bad. It's hilarious. And the point is, I, I'm sure once you actually get this, you'll find it won't show Fortnite or any of these pictures or anything on it. It'll be a it'll be a crappy little screen. Oh, but, no uh, question. Yeah, they also have uh, they also have showing a picture of the Titanic sinking in. It's meant to be the movie Titanic, I think. Um, I bet you it's not that good. No. Under £7 as well. So. I'm under, uh, what is the category? Hobbies. And this is kind of a catch-all for all kinds Hobbies. of stuff. Okay, yeah, okay. Right, I like the sound of this. Hobbies. The first thing that came up is a 400-piece magnet. Is it magnets? I think it's magnets. Super strong oh. neodym magnets. Oh rare. yes, these are these are the ones that I think actually have been banned. Oh really? Because they were worried about kids swallowing them. Oh yes, you're right. These are, these are the neodym dimium, very very powerful magnets. Yeah, um, and uh, they they're really meant for craft purposes, but they're so powerful. First of all, they can be a bit lethal on your fingers um, because they will fly across room to each other. 
<laughs> and then and then you know and yeah, won't be tied you if you've got one a few inches away and your finger gets in the way, then your finger is just an impediment to the power of magnetism. Uh, and then the second thing, yes, is that they are button sized, and so kids put, tend to put things like that in their mouth. Uh, and if you swallow these things, it's not generally not very good for your health. Hmm. So, just bear that in mind. Well, I, I was totally going to buy it and eat them, but now you say that, <laughs> I'm not. You ruined it for me. I'm sorry. You know what? But I'm. I, you know, I am the health and safety representative of the show. Well, someone has to be. It's definitely not me. <laughs> Uh, this is more a, of an interesting category, though. There's a 58 million lumen headlamp here for four pounds. Well, that's just overkill. 58 million lumens. I'm pretty sure the sun doesn't do 58 million lumens. No, I don't think it does. We'd all be dead. Well, we'd be blind. Yeah. Um, Funny not. Uh, yeah, this, uh, yeah, there's a lot of flashlights. Well, this kind of what's this? This is kind of cool. What'd you find? It's um, kind of a. It shows you how my mind works because this is really quite pointless. But it's um, an LED tablet. You put a drawing in, and it's got a very strong backlight, so you can put a piece of paper over the top and copy the drawing. So it's basically a light box. Yeah, a very thin one, hmm. USB powered. That's interesting. Um, boy, I there's almost too much here yeah it's like i I don't even know where to start Uh, here's my problem i'm trying to find something that i could actually use and that's a problem when you're i think you're coming to wish.com with completely the wrong mindset i I know i I totally am yeah this is for pointless tchotchkes well i'm trying to think of what future tim could use well right now i'm 40 i'm in my 40s tomorrow i'll be in my 50s yeah. So what does the 50-year-old Tim need? Well, tomorrow, let's face it, today you need <laughs> sneakers yeah, and a cool hat and sunglasses. Yeah. Tomorrow you need slippers and a walking frame. Yeah, I'm probably going to with the way right. my back's been And, I, and I, I, I say that on the basis that you're 50 tomorrow and then I will be 50 in a, in a, a couple of months' time. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm um, talking from personal experience here. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, what about, how about a lock-picking, learn-to-lock-pick set with transparent locks? If you, I live in America, but you don't know how to lock-pick in America, you're way behind the curb. That's that's ba- right, that's okay. elementary school, David. What are you doing? All right. Okay. I live in Michigan, remember? Uh, a violin. Here we go. <laughs> uh, eight colors for, for full-size bass wood acoustic violin with case. Rosenbow Bridge. Do you know how to play the violin? What's it? it it's not the point. Police stun gun. Pretty sure this is illegal in the UK. Um. Yeah. I would. I would hope so. It's probably completely legal here. Unfortunately. Well, we don't bother with stun guns. We get real ones. Really? If, if we got to take someone down, I'm taking them down. Damn it! I just found your little light box thing. By the way. Here, here, this one says it's almost gone. And it comes with cheap paper clip thingies to hold your paper on the super thin thing. Uh, here's something I could use. Oh, actually, this is something I actually do want. A pack of 18 is 7 bucks. So this is um, an 18-piece 
five millimeter up to 13 millimeter. Uh, it's got to be more than that if it's pack of 18. Pretty sure between five and 13, there's less than 18. So maybe duplicates? I don't no, know. 13, 13 plus five is 18. Yeah, well. Obviously. Um, God. Uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, sorry, it's a socket sleeve nozzle nut driver set. So, what this is? Um, it's a socket sleeve nut driver set. Obviously, it's, yeah. It, it, yeah. So you could put this in an electric drill, and you have it's for bolts and stuff like that. I can actually use this for seven bucks. So the, you know, you know, the problem is you can use the fifty-year-old Tim is going to be able to use this, but yeah, our our listeners are going to find that really dull. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to get it out of my basket. I'll remove it. Well, buy it. If, if, well, I tell you what, I'll buy you one for your birthday. Yeah. Okay? Well, How go. about that? Yeah. Uh, problem is, now I'm back to the beginning of my list. Um, yeah. There. Wow. That's just nuts. There is a... Oh, I think I find what you're talking about. 52 million lumens... Super bright headlamp. There you go. There you go. This is the headlamp. Was you looking at the headlamp? Yeah, the headlamp. Yeah. Yeah. I've got I've got one here that's nine hundred ninety thousand. See, that's that's no, that's smaller than fifty two million. Uh, that's uh, my my one is is definitely far less superior than yours. Well, I don't get. Mil- okay, it so says six I, bucks. So I go in and I go. Okay, select size. I presume if you turn it on, it vaporizes your head. Well, that goes without saying. Um, uh, these, the, I, I just love going into the customer reviews because there's everything on uh, on Wish is just fake. <laughs> Two days ago, works great, very bright, exactly what I needed. Five stars. That's from Vicky. John says very bright. Love the zoom feature. Works great. Five stars. David, I think you were both uh, very pleased with the item. Thanks. If you're writing a review of a particular thing, do you call it an item? Fast delivery, love it. Very bright headlights. Very bright, thank you. So um, every single one of them said very bright, except for one. <laughs> but but yeah, but 52 million lumen bright? Well, this is... Well, now it's changed. Now it says 400 million. <laughs> that's, so that's you can't you can't physically use this. It will melt your head. <laughs> That's technological progress for you. It's gone 52 to 400 million yeah. in the space of five minutes. Yeah, you change the size, and boy, they really crank up the power on that, which is <laughs> quite quite, quite impressive with little cheap rechargeable batteries. It lasts for about four microseconds, and the batteries are dead. <laughs> the local power grid goes out as soon as you turn it on. Yeah, yeah. You charge yeah. a Tesla as it drives by. Um. You just look at the Tesla. Boop, there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> a lot of grow lamp stuff. I'm seeing a lot of grow lamps. They, I guess they think I'm growing pot here or something. I don't know. Um, well, is that the only thing you can grow with a grow lamp? Well, that's the only reason people buy it. Uh, the, people who, some... the people who are really into gardening don't use grow lights. Yeah. Grow lights are guys hiding pot in their basement as they grow it. You know, there used to be a house around the corner from where I used to live and it was the place was a wreck all the wood was rotting on it yeah that it looked like it was you know one step away from eviction and, and being knocked down 
yeah, and you, and it was one of these places you never saw anybody going in or out. But on the top floor, there was like a just in the eaves, there was like a, a window. There was obviously like a, a room up there, and you always saw this uh, ultraviolet, you know, um, light coming out of it. Uh-huh. And either either somebody was very very heavily into tanning, twenty four seven, or they were growing something that relied on quite a lot of UV light on a regular basis. But the funny thing about it is, this house and the window was right across from a really large three lane junction on the highway. <laughs> so everybody who came through that area, yeah, could see exactly what was going on in this house. And it was like that for about two three years before the police caught on. And shut it down. That and it, did you ever find out what they were growing? Uh, yeah, they were growing pot. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Uh, that's just embarrassing. Now I've I found a, a an endoscope here. Are you going to self medicate? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I. Why would anybody? Uh, well, I I presume you use it for looking down pipes and stuff. I. I don't imagine that it's a rated for biological use, but it's only £35, so you could if you wanted. Oh, that's true. Um, I, You know, I, I, I really want to participate. This was my idea, and I'm not finding anything, and we're over an hour into the show, and I cannot find anything that I want to spend PayPal money on to have shipped to my house in four months from China. Well, I tell you what, I have found something. And I'm going to buy this just because I think it looks kind of cool. Well, then let's do that. This this episode is dedicated to you finding something, finding something on here and discussing. And the next time we do it, it'll be me buying something. Okay. Unless I find uh, something in the next 10 seconds because I'm just I, I I have just clicked buy and added it to my cart. But there is <laughs> this 180-piece diamond building block cruise ship model set here. So this is like a... This is like a Lego set. Now, they say <laughs> it's a cruise ship. And it is a cruise ship. But this particular cruise ship kind of looks a bit old school. And it has four funnels, gold funnels with black tops on. Yeah. And two masts at either side of the funnels, which gives it quite a distinctive profile. And then in front of it on the model, there's this kind of collection of grey bricks poking up out of the sea. <laughs> so this is not a cruise ship model set. This is a Titanic just before it hits an iceberg set. Wow. <laughs> I found the greatest piece of advertising graphics I've ever seen in my life on Wish Now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going, I, I copy the picture. I'm putting it in the chat. Um, this is... This is the greatest. Now, the first thing that caught my mind. Now, this is a cushion. Thirteen colors. One, two, three, four. No, no. Cushion cover. Cushion not included. Right. Yeah. No. Sorry. It's a slip cover. It's a slip cover. So for cushion not include. Right. That's what it says. Cushion cushion not include. Yeah. Uh, So the top of the picture is a a cartoon dog that looks like a little effer. Because he's very muscular and he's looking at you very aggressively as it's, he pees on your it couch. It's like Spuds McKenzie in Concord. But here's the thing: so you see, you see the urine coming out. Is it is it meant to be 
hitting your iPhone that was on the couch that's destroying your iPhone? Because that's kind of what it looks like. I, I, I think it's implying that the seat cover is so waterproof that you're going to get some splashback. But no, it's squared. Look at it. It's like a rectangle that's broken there. I think I think it's I think it's just stylistic. Okay, so back. so that's the first thing. Yeah. But the most disturbing <laughs> it has a dog, an actual dog winking at you, sitting up with a very well done, I'm going to say well done Photoshop job of basically a human hand arm with a thumb up. With a thumb up and the yeah. dog's winking at you. And going this, good with a This is a hundred percent the graphic for this episode. <laughs> I'm using this entire ad picture right here because <laughs> that is the most disturbing dog picture think, I've ever I seen. I think that I think the dog with the thumbs up, that should be our new logo. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this should be the logo for that nano company that I was talking about, the the yeah. organic nanobots. Yeah. This is their new logo, that dog. <laughs> it's so confusing. You can just hear the dog go, Good. Like Scooby. It's disturbing. <laughs> I, I can't stop looking at that dog's weird arm. Because they actually match the color well, really well. well. Yeah, because they've given the dog an elbow. They, it, shoulder. Yes, and he's got, he's got very muscular forearms. Look at the but vein. But he's still got fur on it. It still has fur on it. <laughs> and it's got the thumb up. And if you look closely at the thumb, <laughs> is that a nail? What is that? <laughs> what is going on in this photo? I'm very disturbed, but I kind of dig the dog. Very strange. Yeah, it's, it's kind of some that that it's kind of some sort of pseudo thumbnail claw, isn't it? If you're listening to this in the car and you can't see it, the the next opportunity go to go to techfanpodcast.com or go to mymac.com and and just look at the picture. <laughs> That's or go to our Twitter feed; it'll be there too. Um, yeah, so forget buying something; it was worth the price of entry. Just this picture. Oh yeah, I, I that I I win. <laughs> I've already won. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I like that in so many ways. It's so disturbing and disgusting and, and wrong, but yet here I am. Oh dear. Some, somebody in China has some really good Photoshop skills. I'll just say that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to do a quick, um, and by the way, uh, you know, he, David was talking about the Nokia E6. I am putting that, as our Wikipedia this week, because that's what you link to, David. So, yeah. Um, dog, I'm looking at Google. Dog, thumbs up. And uh, so now I'm going into images. And yeah, the, uh, there he is. Yeah, it's one, two, three, four. It's the fifth one. So, yeah. And it's a much bigger picture. It's even more disturbing here. Um, so that will actually be the graphic. Not not the ad one that I posted. Right. I, I'm going to use this one because here it is. And you can see they just reversed it. They just yeah. they just flipped it. Uh, I'm putting it in our comments now so you can see it. Uh, very disturbing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... That's just not right. 
I, I feel I feel less as a person now that I've seen this and shared it. Yes. I feel like I've done piece. something wrong. So with that, let's get out of Most here before we live in. Yeah, before PETA comes after us for this thing. Okay. Um, David, people can reach out and uh, send us feedback. All they have to do is uh, send us an email, the show at techfanpodcast.com. Of course, we're on Twitter too, man. Yep. It's uh, at techfanpodcast. We uh, haven't got a lot of feedback lately. Uh, in fact, I, I did want to mention we did get some feedback from uh, a listener. Let me just bring it up quickly. I just want to mention he contacted us. Uh, Joseph Herzl. Oh, yes. IoT error message. We were talking about IoT problems a couple of weeks ago, um, and he got an error message that said, device not responding, check demerit points and retry. Yes. <laughs> Which, Snape, know, gave, like, Snape gave that device demerit points. Yeah. <laughs> it's just from a smart switch to his garage for his shop lights. So, um, yeah, I imagine that the, the, that's the Chinese government assigning you demerit points. Yes. Depending on how loyal you are. Joseph? <laughs> You don't don't overlook that. You yeah. can yeah, he can get into a lot of trouble there. Yeah. Demerits are or demerits are nothing to joke about, young man. <laughs> what would your mother say? Um make him stand the corner. Mm. So love to get some feedback from you guys. Hit us up. If you find something really cool on Wish, let us know. We'll check it out. Right, we're not spending a lot of money, don't get me wrong. But if you see something on Wish that's like, you know, under 30 bucks, you're like, Tim, you should check this out. David, you should check. Send us a link. Yeah. You know? I've, I, just, just, I've just ordered mine. Okay. So um, apparently it'll be, it'll be here before the end of the month. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But then, well, don't tell me what it is. I don't want to know until you I'm reveal it on the show. And uh, if I find something between now and then, I do hit Wish.com every couple of weeks when I'm but the problem is, I, it's it's like a scroll fest. I get tired of scrolling because I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Um, oh, you should get an app for that. Though. Scroll well, some, through. Someone wish told or, me just randomly picks things through off Wish of Common and presents them in front of you without you having to do anything. Someone told me they found another Wish.com type of thing, but it was all tech items. Yeah, there's well, there's um, yeah, there is there's Banggood. Banggood. Banggood.com. All right, I got a B A N G. Yeah, b a n g g o o d dot com, and they basically this is this is buying stuff directly from Chinese warehouses. Um, New user, eighteen dollars off. Get it now. Well, of course I'll so, get it now. So, so they will sell. They will sell you um, kind of in development products from China as well. So you you, send, you can spend a lot more money here, but you can buy laptops and things like that that are not available in the West. Um, mechanical keyboards and stuff like that I've, I've bought from them in the past which are not available in the West hmm you know, interesting um, and uh, there are there are a couple of other um, I'm trying to remember what the name of the other one is there's another one as well but it's very much in this vein where it's uh, it's selling tech products direct to you from China um, so, yeah these are pretty good yeah, this is. Uh, it looks more high end than. Well, it no, is. I say that, and then I click a link, and then all of a sudden it's the same junk that I've been. No, you with. can get some cheap stuff on here as well, but it it, it it's a little bit less less random than than um, Wish, which would literally sell you anything. Um, this tends to be a bit more tech focused, and you can get some cool stuff on here. Hmm. You know. Yeah, 
I, I, this might be a new rabbit hole I can kind of explore. Yeah, I, I love also, rabbit holes. Might also the budget for this one. Uh, yeah, there, there's some stuff on here that are not cheap, which, especially these bras that just popped up on my screen. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, well. Yeah. Um, yeah this is kind of cool here. There's Hi, a, ladies. There's a, a laser thermometer here. You know, the sort of thing where you just point it at something and it tells you how hot it is. Uh, I've always kind of wanted one of those. Ooh, a nose trimmer. Yeah. Turning 50, that's definitely a requirement. Uh, that's been a requirement for a good six or seven years. I had a friend who refused to do it, and at one point I was like, dude, your nose hair is longer than your mustache. you got to do something about that, man. That's just, you sneeze and you kill three children. I'm just saying. Uh, so let me just tell you a quick, a very quick story to wind up, um, because I know we, we're running a little bit long here, but a few, uh, probably two, three months ago, I'm working in a, in a a city called Birmingham at the moment which is about 100 miles from where I live um, and I'm walking to my hotel one day and I needed a haircut and I saw this Turkish barber and so I thought oh, I'll just pop in and get my haircut and then it's done right so I go in there and uh, it's early evening and they give me to um, like the owner's cousin or something like that who's a young guy who's obviously new into hairdressing Yes, they give it to him to give him a bit of experience. So I, when I have my hair cut, it's just basically it's just a, a razor all over, down to a, you know a short length. Anyway, I, as you know, Tim, from having met me in person, I have very bushy eyebrows. Yes. Yeah. And so he says to me, "I call you owly when you're not around." <laughs> exactly. So he says to me, and and he didn't speak good English. He said, "Do you want me to do your eyebrows?" Well, he kind of gestured at my eyebrows, and so I normally have them trimmed when I do this. So I said, "Yeah, fine, okay." And then he pointed at my ears and my nose. He says, do you want me to do the hair there as well? And now I assumed, mistakenly as it turned out, that he was going to use trimmers <laughs> to trim my nose and my hair. Tell me he didn't use tweezers. Oh, my God. No, no, it's worse than that. So Scissors. anyway, the next oh. thing I know, he's, laid, he's laying me back. And before I know what's going on, there is wax being applied to the bridge no. of my nose. Yeah. And He's going to wax your nose. And then, <laughs> then he takes kind of these big Q-tips with wax on and shoves them up my nostrils. Oh, my God. Right? And then no. he starts spooning wax into my ears. Oh, my God. You're dying. Right? And it's hot. It's hot yeah. wax as well, yeah? And and I, 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 this, I, I mean, it all happened so quickly. I just thought, well, I'm just, I'm just along for the ride well, now. I, There's well, nothing I, else I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm oh dead. my god! I just, I yeah? just I'm, this is death. The I'm ears dying. were bad enough. He pulled out the ears first, and they were bad enough. <laughs> then he comes around to the front of me. I thought, oh my god, here comes the nose. He virtually put his foot on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yanked, that's what one is want to do. Yeah, and they and yanked these things out of my oh nose. My and I God. tell you, I I'm pretty sure that I lost consciousness for a second there. <laughs> Surprised you could still see. And then and then having done that, he then takes the stick with the ball of wax on the end of it, and he kind of waves it in front of me. It's got all the hair sprang out of it. Like, look what I did! Look what I did! Well, yeah, he killed a small animal. Yeah, I mean. and then. <laughs> <laughs> then I get to the front to pay. Of course, I had to pay extra for that privilege. Oh, sure, yes. Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that sounds yeah. like that sounds like you had to pay for your own torture. Uh, it was it was crazy, and you know, <laughs> I rang Leanne and told her, and she uh, she was no word of a lie. She was laughing for twenty minutes. Oh yeah, I'm gonna laugh in the middle of the night. I'm gonna wake up thinking of the the waxy 
thing getting shoved in. Oh my God. Pulling, waxing your nose hair. I can't think of anything that sounds more painful. I would rather have the back issue. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so just they go. Awful. So on, on that note, everybody. <laughs> there, There's your visual for the week. Yeah. Oh. Wow, my butt clenched so hard just thinking about that. You've you've got you've got a title for the show now. Waxy oh, nose hair. Waxy nose hair. No, I'm not gonna do that. I want someone to actually listen to the show. Oh, that sounds awful. And funny at the same time. I would have yeah. paid to watch someone do that. That <laughs> you don't know it's coming. Well that was the worst thing about it. You know, they could have signed myself up for it maybe. But uh you know, and of course, for the next five days, my nose was running constantly because there's no air in it. At yeah, all. there was no, none to trap it. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's healthy to have your nose. I, hair I, I don't. I think you were crying the whole time. I think that's actually what was happening. What it was? You're just crying. <laughs> <laughs> your body's like, "What yeah. are you doing to us? <laughs> are you crazy? Well, there oh, you go. that's awful." Well, with that visual, we'll see. <laughs> Everyone here in two weeks for the next Tech Fan. Remember, next week uh, we're doing Geeks Pub, and uh, we'd love you to join us in the pub and talk about all things geek. It's always a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad we are, have started a second show because it gives us a little bit more flexibility in our topics, and and uh, we'll have some you know, eventually some guests come on. In fact, you know we've done a couple episodes now, and the second one we already had a guest. Uh, but that being said, if you would like to join us on Geeks Pub, because I think that's a little bit more open to uh, a variety of guests, yeah, people coming on, uh, we'd love to have you. We'd schedule a time to do the show. It'd either be on a Friday or a Sunday. Uh, probably not next week because you know it's kind of short, short amount of time. Um, but we'd love to give some more people involved in Geeks Pub because that's what that show is. It's just talking about geeky stuff. And yeah. if you're listening to this show and you're listening, you're into the geeky stuff. And quite honestly, David and I are, um, we've got a lot of different interests. So we could talk pretty much any subject. So if you're interested in that, hit us up. Seriously. Uh, you don't have to be some professional podcaster. That's There's no fun in that. Um the show at techfanpodcast.com reach out say hey I'd like to be on Geeks Pub we'll get you on have a good time Michael I'm looking at Michael Breed I know he's yep. a listener and and uh, I don't remember if we've ever had Michael Breed on a show we've got tons of feedback over the years but it's it's been so long right if it was a fishing show Michael would have been on a bunch of times he's a big fisherman yeah. And that's a, that's there's a tech aspect to fishing too, which I, yeah, I'm is. not a fisherman at all. But I know there's a lot of high tech stuff those fishermen. But that kind of seems like cheating. Fisher a bit. person, please. Yes, there you go. See you in a week, David. See you then. Bye. <laughs>